Praise the Lord, yes. There are sins I expressed in pictorial forms, such as the unfaithful wife. They were likened to prostitutes. They were, uh, they were broken sisters and go and so on. So if we look at ourselves and even at what are going on around our nations in particular and the world as a whole, all these things are applicable as well. So as God in Jeremiah 3.22 told the children of Israel to repent and return unto him or he will judge them. He's also telling us the same, to return unto him or else he will judge. God also said he will heal the backsliders. If we look at the way things started with the Israelites, they were, they were after the covenant God gave them, they entered, God entered into a marriage covenant with them. They refused, then later they refused to love God and they were devoted. And then later after the promised land, they now started backsliding. This is the same with people, I would say, with Christians. Christians do not just start sinning. In most cases, right away, like, fading, like falling away and stop doing God's will, but they gradually dwindle and decline spiritually. God loves us as well. Okay, let me just round up now. So we should remember that our Christian race are being born again, started by means of the Spirit. So we should not continue or finish it by means of the flesh. And that's why Jesus Christ our Lord admonished us to watch and pray so that we do not fall into temptation. Matthew 26, 41. Like mom, in conclusion, or like mom told us last week, we can see the faithfulness of God in this chapter 3. In that despite the wickedness of the Israelites, God is still pleading to the backsliders to return to him. So anyone who is backsliding should return to God. And we should note, okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. From verse, uh, Jeremiah chapter 2 to 5, so far we have read, we just saw uh, Israel's um, scene of idolatry and how God was not happy with them. I'm contributing from, anyway, from chapter 3, verse 3 to 5. We see that even though God is calling them, they were still stiff-necked. Uh, the Bible records there that they put on the brazen look of a prostitute and refused to blush with shame. That is being wrong and strong in what they are doing. And um, 
they, they call, even when they call on God, their calling was just kind of complaining. Will you not, uh, will you, will your wrath continue forever? That is questioning God or complain, complaining. Sometimes when we kneel down to pray, do we complain? Do we question God? Why me? Or do we examine ourselves to find out what is the root of whatever thing that is happening? Uh, and that's why in Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 3 to 4, God calls them. God wants them a complete repentance. He says, break up your fallow grounds and do not sow among the tongues. God wants a complete brokenness for every sinner that comes to him. The Bible in Psalm 51 verse 17 says that a broken and contrite spirit, the Lord do not despise. Praise the Lord. Number three. Number three, could you write me here? In chapter three, God implies that Israel does not return to him saying that they are like a wife that is already divorced. She moves on to other lovers and other gods. Israel, adultery with other gods, committed practically in every corner, has caused their terrible drought, but Israel refused to be ashamed. Israel asked God to have mercy, calling on him as one of his children, but God says they have already done too much evil. It is too late for mercy. God tells Jeremiah that Judah has learned nothing from watching the northern kingdoms of Israel, adultery and punishment. Rather than refusing to follow false gods, Judah dove right in. Judah is now only returned to God superficially and falsely. Her heart is still with the stones and the trees. God says that the northern Israel wasn't even as bad as Judah now. He asked the northern Israelites to repent and turn to him, saying that they can receive their inheritance back. If they apologize sincerely for their adulterous ways, he will lead them back to Zion. This tells us that God is a merciful God, and he will save us if we call unto him. God says that he will give them shepherds after his own heart to lead them to knowledge and understanding. Um, I'm going to share from Jeremiah chapter 4, and I'll share from 19 downwards. So in verse 19, we can see that um, God was basically describing the anguish and pain that they will feel when um, judgment comes upon them. And if we can see, it says, Oh, my anguish, my anguish, I writhe in pain. So that really reminds me of basically judgment that will come upon the earth. And if we go down to verses 23 to um, 26, God refers to um, how it was in the beginning where the world was formless and void. And this is still happening in our day. Our world is covered with darkness and is void. But Jesus will return again, yet again. And the Bible says, it will, so it will be in the beginning, a world without end. So after judgment, a new Jerusalem will come about, Revelations 21 too. And he talks about a new heaven. It will be the same as it was in the Garden of Eden. However, it's only those whose robes are washed with, um, that's washed and white that will enter into this new kingdom. So it basic, basically helped me to understand and, and ponder on those that are not saved. That you know we don't want to be part of those that will you know suffer in this in this judgment, but want to be part of those that will inherit this new kingdom and this new earth. That was it. Number five. 
that's my Eric. Uh, we have testimony for you, although it's going to be shared among the church for mothers that are raising godly children. I'm so proud of this boy, and I thank God that I've been in uh, his line from the time that she was conceived in her mother's womb. The mother went through terrible experience, and I'm happy that I stood by her. It's a testimony that I'm proud to say, so that sometimes when people are going through times and situations, you cannot just leave them like that. Until this boy was born, even though there was another person that was against the mother, that shows as well that you must not take side. Amen? When things are happening between two people, you can't take side. You have to walk according to what you are seeing. I can see Eric's mother. This is what I know about you. I'm not going to listen to any side talk. If you have a problem with one another, go and sort yourself out. And today, I'm so proud to speak about Eric. And today, he's in this Bible uh, study. And also, uh, an encouragement to mothers. Mothers that are sitting and telling your children have homework, make sure that even just, that, that's why I'm praying that God will help me so that we can be able to crush things together and leave the presence of God on time. Eric, if before the mother will come and say, because the church is going to hear about it, he gains scholarship to over 40,000 pounds per year. And uh, it has even the, the, the head teacher, when they came to the house, to come and, where is this boy coming from? What kind of household is raising this boy? They saw his picture with Apostle's picture and said, look, I can just tell you that this is just a prime minister of this nation for the future. So I'm, I'm happy about this testimony, and I'm proud to tell you. And you can see Eric. I'm, Eric, I'm proud of you. And I want to use you all the time, all the time. I want to speak about Eric so that other young ones can come up. You know, I told you, it's not to envy people, but to say that what is, if it's your parents, what are you doing as a mother that your son is getting ground like this? So that I can learn, because there are some other mistakes that we do as mothers. What are you doing? The father is not here. The father is having his business in Ghana. You understand? But the mother is training here. And the father, not that he's out, but the father is training also from Ghana. Do you understand what I'm saying? But it's only the mother that is here. No more excuse in raising up our children. And there are some that you are even cooking them in the house. But yet they are derailing. Amen. But to you younger ones, Eric is a super example. And I pray that you will keep it up. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My prayer point is taken from Jeremiah 3 verse 8, which reads, And I gave faithless Israel her certificate of divorce and sent her away because of all her adulteries. Yet I saw that her unfaithful sister Judah had no fear. She also went out and committed adultery. And this sentence sums up in a nutshell what happened between Judah and Israel. And we see how Israel committed sins of idolatry and they turned away from God and so God destroyed them. And God wanted this to be like a lesson and a warning to the nation of Judah so that they too wouldn't fall into this path. But Judah ignored this lesson and um, did the same thing, resulting in the destruction of Judah by the Babylonians. And in our everyday lives, it's easy for us to think, oh, how could Judah have missed this lesson? I mean, like, it was right there for them. They had seen Israel be obliterated off the map, but still they continued to do the same thing that Israel did. Uh, however, we see the same kind of mistakes being repeated in our own modern world. And, for example, if you look, take the story of the Tower of Babel, for example. 
um, it was created by a group of rebels who wanted to make it without God and try to reach heaven, but without the aid of God. And so God confused their plan, yet still in their rebelliousness, they went back to do it again. And we all know how that story ended. Babylon was captured by the Medes and the Persians. And even to this day, it's just like a pile of rubble and stones. And um, if you look at our country like 400 years ago, and then you look at our country now, you see that our country has fallen, just like Apostle keeps telling us. And, um, I, but to round up, I just want to, in our everyday lives, we should just continue to pray that God will help us, that um, he will strengthen us, that we will not commit the same mistakes that were committed by these people in the Bible. Amen. Let's put our hands together for Brother Eric. You know, there is this highlight that I actually highlighted last week that he actually mentioned here. Judah follow Israel in their worshipping, in their idolatry, and in serving other gods. There are some of us that are in the church of God, which I just want to stem on now. We know God, but when we get out there, we follow the tradition of those people in the world there. May the Lord help us as we are reading this scripture, so that we can be focused Fair pressure to you younger ones. You are in church, you be a sheep. But when you get out there, may you not be a goat. And that is what is happening here. And to us elderly in the church, let us be example, role model to our younger ones. Because you can see Judah and Israel here. Judah is the northern part and Israel is the southern part. So as we all are in the church, let us reflect God on a daily basis. And it shall be well with us. You know, a lot, a lot of us, as I said to us, Jeremiah is sent with uh, an assignment, a call of God upon Jeremiah. And I know that the call of God is upon every one of us, but we must make sure that we follow God, even as we have the call of God upon us. Even ministers of the gospel, we must be very careful. Deacon, deaconesses, elders, and the rest of that. You will read in the scripture, it's a pity that none of us is going to chapter 5. In chapter 5, it talks about there are pastors, there are priests, there are elders, there are deacons, there are deaconesses, people that are in position of authority, that are even misleading God's own people. These are the people that God has sent uh, uh, Jeremiah to. And you will see towards as we get to the 26 or 20 something chapter of the, of, of the I want you to read ahead. Don't just read in chapter 7 and I'm going to, no, 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 no. Read ahead so that I can be able to see and reflect up and down. And these priests, they also misled the people. May I not mislead you in Christ's tabernacle in the name of Jesus. And to us that are exposed to media, there are priests on the television there that are misleading people. If you decide to idolate yourself and go outside and say what they are teaching you is not enough you want to get more I will encourage you that you get the best out of what they are teaching and throw the garbage away don't just stem yourself on those things that will make you to fall and then what you are teaching you here becomes something that is itching and making your ears to itch and then you are not listening anymore because you are seeing some people 10 steps to make wealth and that is what because your mind is into making wealth it will not mislead you here. But if you go out there, there are priests that are misleading. If they were in the time of Jeremiah, they are still around in our own time. And if we are not very careful, they will continue to mislead us. And uh, it will not be our fault, but it will be your fault. Amen. That takes us to chapter 7. And I'll quickly just read a little bit of what I wrote about uh, chapter 6. Because God is also warning concerning destruction that is coming upon Judah. In that chapter 6, Jeremiah pronounced God's punishment. 
and warned Jeremiah's own uh, uh, priests, uh, Jeremiah's own prophet, that is the, the prophet from the tribe of Benjamin, which is uh, Jeremiah's uh, hometown. He warned them to flee for safety from Jerusalem, like what we are saying in the household of God today. God is still coming. His judgment is coming. We must flee from doing evil. We must flee from attracting ourselves with the world. So that because I'm talking to my own people here, even though we have people that are listening all over the world. We have people that are from other places, but they are listening. As you are the home-baked ones, I want to be the Jeremiah to tell you, as Jeremiah was actually uh, um, speaking in that chapter 6. He said, Jeremiah, uh, 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 Jerusalem under siege. Flee for safety, people of Benjamin. Flee from Jerusalem. Sound the trumpet to Taqwa. Raise the signal over Beth. Uh, Herbert, oh Lord, call the words because sometimes I'm not seeing properly under this light. Amen. Akarim, okay. For disaster looms out of the north. Referencing, I told us last week, Jeremiah 13, 1 to 19, that he said that he saw the boiling pot, which is a sign of destruction. And here, he's still telling Jeremiah that, look, this is from your own place where you were baked. From your own time. God is still coming. What we have prophesied to you from the beginning is also to just remind you again that God is coming. You must flee. For disaster looms out of the north. Because you could see it from the north if you look at that Jeremiah chapter 1. Even terrible uh, destruction. I will destroy daughter Zion. So beautiful and so beautiful and what? And delicate. Amen. I don't know what's wrong with this, my Bible. So beautiful and delicate. Says shepherds with their flocks will come against her. They will let me look at this one. They will pitch their tents around her, each tending its own portion. Go on. Prepare for battle against her. Arise, let us attack at noon. But alas, the daylight is fading, and the shadow of evening go long. Verse uh, 5 here. So arise, let, uh, let us attack at night. And destroy her fortress. What is this fortress that we are destroying? What are, that is the evil that people are doing. Even at that time, they will face destruction. So I want to acknowledge and encourage us all that we must be focused on God. Let no evil entangle around you. Because all these things will be destroyed. Even there are people that will be having their punishment before God comes. We don't want to be under the route of God. And the Lord will continue to bless us. And that's what I can make reference to in chapter 6. It also talks of reason for their punishment. When you look at that Jeremiah chapter 6, the reason why they should flee, the reason why the judgment of God is coming upon the people, he talks about 
what was the reason? He began to talk from that same. He said, cut down the trees and build sage camps against Jerusalem. This city must be punished. It is filled with what? With oppression. Why is God sending punishment that is coming from the, from the, the 2020 to Judah? Destruction. Because the city is full of what? Oppression. As a well poured out, it, uh, as a well pours out its water, so it pours out its wickedness. The wickedness has gone to extreme. It's full, like a well that is full of water. So the what they are drawing out from their heart, from their mind, you know, out of our heart will flow rivers of living water. That's what the Bible. What we can draw out from the heart is all wickedness. Violence and destructions resound in her. Is that not happening on our street today? Isn't it, is it not happening in the church of God today? May the Lord help us. If the, if the Lord will open people's hearts. You know, I told you of when I was coming up as a young girl, this picture of two hearts were shown to us to be able to speak to us about God. They show a lot of heart in the, in the way we understand it. I've mentioned it to us before. Cans of coke, bottles of minerals, snails, nails, hammer, all these bad, bad things, screw, screwdriver, they are in one heart. And there is another heart that the light of God shone and could penetrate. The light of God shining to this other heart, but it will not go through. That is wickedness in the heart of man. May God help us. So that our light, our heart will be full of light and transparent in all we are doing. These are the things that God was talking. Uh, he said, take one in Jerusalem or I will turn away from you and make your land desolate. So no one can live in it. May that not be a portion. But when God begins to speak and he's talking, he's shining the light. And we still allow wickedness instead of the river of water to flow through us so that we can flow through many. Take the message of Jesus all around. But all we are doing is to destroy the work of God. You know, there are ways we can destroy the work of God by our mouth, by our attitude, by reflecting bad lifestyle like uh, Israel to Judah. And the wickedness of Israel transferring it to Judah. And Judah were copying it. God bring destruction like never before. I pray that we have an understanding of what God is saying. Let's go back again, read from chapter 1 to chapter 6, continue from that chapter 7. We are going to stem on today. Time is almost against us. I was thinking I can do two chapters, but if you can, we'll be able to go on. Amen. So that takes me to Jeremiah chapter 7. And in that Jeremiah chapter 7, we, look, we are looking at false religion worthless. This is another scene of the people. You can be hearing about God. You can be committing yourself in the church, doing everything, but having another thing behind you. When the man of God is speaking, how oh, they talk about me today. I don't think I'll go to that church anymore. You begin to have battles in your heart. Or you are looking for other messages that will not itch, uh, that your itching ears want to hear. 
I say, ah, fed up of that. When I get home today, thank God for media period, and then you are going to die. This is what is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, then you begin to have, this is what they were doing in those days. And here God asked Jeremiah to go and speak to them about repentance, which is, which makes me to start to read chapter 7. Say, so this is what, this is, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Stand at the gates of the Lord's house and there proclaim this message. He didn't even tell Jeremiah to go anywhere. To. He said, stand at the gate. So this is for the people of God. Amen. Amen. Like if God tells Apostle Williams or any of the past, stand at the gate. Now begin to look at the people. Then you begin to see their lifestyle. Because in those days, maybe from the gate, they were practicing all this, their witchcraft thing, and they would come into the church holy. Begin to see them as they come in. God opened the eyes of the man of God, or eyes of anyone, and you begin to see, we are coming to church, but what you are committing outside there is serious. When you just come to church and come and pollute other people in the household. He said, but stand at the gates. Stand at the gates of the Lord's house. And they have proclaimed this message. I believe that God is standing at the gates of our hearts. And I want us to receive this message in a very clarified way. Say, hear the word of the Lord. All you people of Judah who come through these gates to worship the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Reform your ways and your actions. I want you to underline that your ways and your actions. And I will let you live in this place. So God wants a cleansing concerning our ways, our lifestyle, then in our actions. You know, it talks about the uh, uh, Zion daughters, Isaiah chapter 4, you remember. That wants to come and just do anything that they like in the church. They bring their makeup, they do all these sorts of things, all these bad, bad lifestyles. Go and read Isaiah chapter 4. It talks about Zion daughters. We are Zion men as well. God wants us to see to our ways and our actions. See to our ways and our actions. And he asked Jeremiah to go to the, to, to the door and begin to tell them about this. He said, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, reform your ways and your actions, and I will let you live in this place. So let's reform our ways and our actions so that we can be able to Worship peacefully in the presence of God. Our actions, our conduct, our nature must please God. Said, so do not trust in deceptive words and say, This is the temple of the Lord. The temple of the Lord. The temple of the Lord. If you really change your ways and your actions and deal with each other justly, if you do, do not oppress the foreigners, the fatherless, or the widows, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not follow other gods, with small letter G, to your own harm, then I will let you live in this place. In the land I give your ancestors forever and ever. But look... You are trusting in deceptive words that are worthless. Will you steal a murder 
commit adultery, look at their ways and their actions, their conduct and everything, and perjury, burn incense to Baal, and follow other gods you have not known. And then come and stand before me in this house, which bears my name, and say, we are safe. Safe to do all these detestable things. Has this house, which bears my name, become a den of robbers to you? But I have been watching, declares the Lord. We must not come with all these horrible, deceptive, you know, characters and then come into the church to pretend. Jehovah knows, Jehovah sees. Jehovah is the one that we are dealing with. We cannot continue to do evil and be coming into the house. He said, go to the door and begin to tell them from the door. Imagine when you are coming to church on Sunday, Apostle just said, watch your conduct, watch your... They are rude in that church. You know, I said, it's a difficult assignment that Jeremiah has. Say, go to them. Begin to tell them. You cannot continue to murder people. You cannot con- continue to backbite. You cannot continue to frontbite. You cannot continue to do evil and expect the grace of God to abandon you. You cannot continue to do, to have another lifestyle. And you come together to sit with us, to take Holy Communion. You come together to worship, come together to sing in the choir. You are an usher. You are doing activities in the church. In those days, people fall and die. But we are talking about the grace of God. And so God said to Jeremiah, go and warn my people of their sins. And he mentioned all the sins here. I want you to mark it. That I venture if there is anyone that this qualifies you. I believe that nobody that this qualifies are here. But when you see yourself in this picture, the word of God to you tonight is to repent. Following other gods, you only come to church to warm the bench. You are leading but your mind is doing deceptive things and you are doing things against God. God is angry about them, about that. And he said, but I have been watching, declares the Lord. God is watching. God knows. God sees. He said, go now to the place in Shiloh where I first uh, made a dwelling for my, for my name. And see what I did to it because of the wickedness of the people of Israel. Know what happened to Shiloh. How God displaced Eli, even up to his generation. May that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. Say, while you are doing all these things, declares the Lord, I spoke to you again and again, but you did not listen. I called you. But you did not answer. Therefore, what I did to Shiloh, I will now do to the house that bears my name. The temple you trust in, the place I gave to you and your ancestors, I will trust you from my presence, just as I did all your fellow Israelites and people of Ephraim. May the judgment of God not come upon us. So do not pay for these people, nor offer any plea or petition for them. Do not plead with me, for I will not listen to you. Do not see what they are doing. Uh, do you not see what they are doing in the town of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? 
the children gather wood, the fathers lit fire, and the women knead the dough and make cakes to offer to the queen of heaven. This is a goddess of love and fertility. They are serving all that foreign gods. Sometimes we, 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 we profess that we are serving God, but in our hearts we are doing evil. And we still believe somebody doing tattoo for us. We still believe somebody making something for us to get rich. We still believe in uh, manipulating people. You know, these are the things they are doing. The goddess of love and fertility. And they will tell you, that even the women, they need dough. You, you, you celebrate, in your celebration. You are not celebrating God, but you pretend. But you know the God that you are celebrating. Say the poor are drinks offering, drink offerings to other gods to arouse my anger. But I am I am I but am am I the the one oh Lord. This my Bible is not really saying let me help me to help me to <laughs> sorry about this. I'm so sorry. I just changed my glasses and it's like maybe it's giving me a problem. I have to take it back. <laughs> the devil is a liar. Jeremiah chapter 7. So that I can see properly. I'm just used to my Bible. Okay. Uh, verse uh, 19. Okay. But um, Yes. But am I the one they are provoking? Declares the Lord. Are they not rather harming themselves to their own shame? Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My anger and my wrath will be poured out on this place, on man and beast, on trees of the field, and on the fruits of the ground, and it will burn and not be quenched. May we not experience this in the name of Jesus. There are some people that are burning spiritually. You have seen the physical part of it in some, in some other things that the man of God prophesied that will happen last year. And we can see the wrath of God. May we not pass under his judgment in the name of Jesus. So this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Go ahead. Add your burnt offering to your other sacrifices and eat the meat yourself. For when I brought your forefathers out of Egypt and spoke to them, I did not just give them command about burnt offerings and sacrifices. But I gave them this command, obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. I want us to underline that scripture and I don't want you to forget it. Obedience, willingness and sacrificing to God. He said, but I gave them this command, obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. Walk in all the ways I command you that it may go well with you. May we walk according to the commandment of the Lord. But they did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they followed the stubborn inclinations of their evil hearts. They went backwards and not forward. They will not go backwards. Amen. From the time your forefathers left Egypt until now, day after day, again and again, I sent you my servant, the prophets. But they did not listen to me or pay attention. God has sent us many servants in the household of faith. Apostle Williams, myself, other ministers, Deacon Deaconesses, people that may we listen to them when they, uh, when they start to talk to us as instructed by God. But they did not listen to me or pay attention. They were stiff-necked and did, and did more evil than their forefathers. 
when you tell them all this, they will not listen to you. When you call to them, they will not answer. Therefore say to them, this is the nation that has not obeyed the Lord its God or responded to correction. Truth has perished. It has vanished from their lips. Cut off your hair and throw it away. Take up lament on the barren heights. For the Lord has rejected and abandoned this generation that is under his rod. The people of Judah have done evil in my eyes, declares the Lord. They have set up their detestable idols in the house that bears my name. Can I sometimes, you know, like these are rituals, you know, that people do in the world. That 29, cut off your hair and throw it away, take off your lament. Some people can bring, now bring it into the church and say that we are instructed to do this. These are Israel that we don't do. In African culture, because I'm talking to mainly Africans, they will tell the, somebody to cut off their hair because their father died. They will tell you to do this. You cannot do such ritual. Amen. For this God abandoned the gen, that generation at that time. And they will see the wrath of God. So make sure that all these things we are doing, we still have all these things that the practices that are happening. I don't know. Give what is Caesar. Give what is Caesar to Caesar and give what is uh, whatever to, to, to that. So make sure that we are strict as we serve our God in dealing with the world. And the Lord will guide us. Amen. Said the people of Judah have done evil in my eyes, declares the Lord. They have set up their detestable idol in the house that bears my name and have defiled it. May that not be a portion. When we refer to the house of God, we refer to our body. We refer to the house of God, we refer to the church as well. Because we are the body of Christ that makes the church. So anything you allow in your body, which is the house of the Lord, which is the temple of the Lord according to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, then you have defiled it. They have built the high places of tepards in the valley of Ben-Hinnon to burn their sons and daughters in fire. Something I did not command, nor did it enter my mind. So beware, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when people will no longer call it Topet or the Valley of Ben, Ben Hinnon, but the Valley of Slaughter. For they will bury the dead in Topet until there is no more room. May we not get under the judgment of God. Amen. Then the carcasses of these people will become food for the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and there will be no one to frighten them away. I will bring an end to the sound of joy and gladness and to the voices of bride and bridegroom in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem for the land will become desolate. May that not be a portion. Let's pray for this nation so that these sort of things will not happen. The sound of rejoicing, what he's saying here, is going to cease totally at the wrath of God because of the evil or because of the sins of the people. So let's pray for the people of this nation Pray for ourselves as a church so that the word of God will take charge in our lives and continue to re represent God in a wonderful way. When next we see, we're going to go straight to chapter 9 because I'm very, very conscious of time. What God, uh, uh, chapter 8, sorry, sorry, chapter 8, because I'm seeing, I'm seeing well anyway. <laughs> so, um, let's not follow the ways of these people. Because the ways of sin, idolatry, uh, doing what God does not like can lead us under the route of God. That is what I see in this scripture. And as people of God, we must make sure that we identify 
the true worship of God. And uh, as we are taking through all the true worship of God and how we can serve God with us and our family, let's lead a godly life and be an example in everything that we do. And the Lord Almighty will guide us through. I rest my case in this instance. don't know if Apostle is going to say anything. I will always have something to say. <laughs> there is something that you will notice in Jeremiah. He is fearless. Two, he is not a respecter of man. Understand he was 17 when he was called. And he began the ministry probably in the year of 2021. And he was talking to men of 70, 80, 90. And he spoke boldly. What God told him to tell them, he did not spare their age. Their age or affinity with him did not, you know, hinder his obedience. A believer must stand with the word of God, by the word of God at all times. Anytime you shy away from the truth of the word because of your affinity with somebody, maybe because they are older than you, maybe because they are you know, your senior in faith, you have sinned against the Lord. Issues like, oh, how would they hear? They better hear. Who else will hear this with us? They better hear it. When it comes to anybody contravening the Bible, you must not be an accomplice. Are we together? Your trumpet must sound no, and your no must be clear. Someone did something or is doing something that you know is ungodly, whoever the title or the person may be, even your parents, you must recognize that you must not, contra- you must not compromise your faith. You must be firm, your husband, your wife, your children, you must be firm and extremely firm. Firmness does not mean rudeness. You can be politely firm. But when it comes to rebuke, you must stand to rebuke. When it comes to evil, you must stand to resist it and refute it with everything that you have. Because many times we, we, the devil will set us up. And because we respect some men, we will shy away from really confronting the truth. And we sin before the Lord. Well, I believe very much God is preparing us for the convention. Let me just run you through this very briefly. This year's convention will be the convention. We have had many conventions, but this year, I tell you something, do everything in your power not to miss it. Let me run through some of the topics we'll be looking into during this convention. The first thing you'll be looking into is the reason why we're here in this house. Then we're going to be looking at the church growth. Church growth focusing on jesus only and then we're going to be looking at revival and church growth at the book of acts who pieces you have done the whole of acts you know towards the end of last month we will pieces the whole of acts so that you and i will see ourselves in the book of acts okay it will make us into a better actors amen we'll look at spiritual self spiritual development Apart from all of us meeting together, there are a number of us where we get to, we are isolated. We can't pray as we used to pray in church. When you see people, you can pray. But when you get to, you can't really. We will fire on all those things and flush them out. 
We are going to be looking at the practical things you can do to develop yourself spiritually. Then we look at Christian and mental development. And in this one, I can guarantee you that um, it will transform not only our person, it will transform our persona too. I will show you in this mental development how cheap success is. You know, today when they were announcing that Honda packed up, I was thinking in my head that, Lord, we got to buy that land of Honda. And why can't I start an automotive industry? And as I was thinking about that, my son, Brasabe, uh, uh, came up and said, Daddy, do you know something that came to my brain? I said, what? He said, when they said on that part, I was thinking, that, why can't we just go and take over and build, uh, and build uh, you know, our own factory and then begin to build, um, um, uh, you know, um, you know, our own cars and stuff. He said, after all, Brother Timmy did the mechanical engineering. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, our slogan under mental development is, if it is thinkable, you will explore deep into it. This is not going to be theories. They are theory, but you make simple, practical steps that you can take on a daily routine. And then God can come into it to make success for you. I want to bust the myth that many churches blame demons for failures of Christians. I've been teaching you now about the, the finished work of the cross under the supremacy of your God. And by the time we finish in the anniversary, many of you, you will be so angry with the devil because we see that the devil didn't do anything in your life. He has no power to do anything in the life of a believer. What, what incarcerates believer is the knowledge of the word. And if you cannot go deep in the knowledge of the word, it will affect your ability in the knowledge of man. Your attitude towards the things of God is what will become your attitude towards your own driving life. Come on, Satan will be finished. We will slaughter him. We will, we will open his intestine. So that when we leave, by the time we finish next week, is a different ball game. Where we look at the church of the living God, which is, uh, you know, you have known quite a lot about that. We look at fasting and prayer. We look at faith and foolishness. The wrong paripasu. And I will show you the difference between faith and foolishness, so that we cannot be foolish under the pretense of faith. Satan finished. He won't get us in any way anymore. Yeah. Then the finished work of the cross. We look at ministry of healing and deliverance, what really it is, and how you can operate it. Everybody, operating in prophetic and word of knowledge ministry. I will show you, one day the Lord took me to heaven, the Lord Jesus, and he showed me and told me the secret to word of knowledge ministry. I think I've shared this over the years with those of you who have been with me. And I'm going to share it with you. Word of knowledge ministry is available to every Christian. Really, every Christian operates in a, in a, in a degree of word of knowledge. But I'll show you how you can develop that to become something like a tool in your hand. Then we look at operating in signs and wonders, the supremacy of Christ, preparing the church for, the, for Brexit, and thereafter. What is going to happen March 29? I will tell you next week. Amen. 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 How many of you watched the television yesterday? Yes. Did you remember the prophecy God gave to us here? Yes. And I told the Labour Party we divide into two. Yes. I said conservative we divide into two. Yes. 
and those who left Labour Party and Conservative will march together. You remember? Yeah. Now it was said today that two Conservatives now have said they will join the game. <laughs> but remember, the law said they would not have a head. Yeah? So we are going to see many more things. But this time now, we are going to, I'm going to help us see some Christians believe that the beast is in Brussels. And they developed that theory to say that the single market is ungodly. That it is the tool of the Antichrist. And so they hold that view in this country. And in America it came from, and you know, some Christians voted Brexit because they believe that they are voting against the beast. I will show you from the prophetic, the scripture, what the true picture is. Who is the beast? Where is the beast? Then I will now show you from intellectual knowledge. What is about Brexit? How did it come about, really? When did it begin? Did Brexit just begin, uh, began two years ago when we voted it? What is the origin of Brexit? And what is, this, what, is the, what, is the, what is the spirit behind Brexit? Then I will show you what will take place thereafter, so that you are well positioned, you know, when it comes to Brexit. I think I will do this one of the nights, because I recognize that some of us, you know, who just found new jobs, we may not have what, uh, the time in the week. But I will do that in the evening and let you know when exactly. Then we look at the supremacy, uh, the superiority of saints of God over the devil and demons. You must know your position that you are not equal to devil. So if you know as a Christian you are not equal to devil, if devil mess around, you slap him and you move on. You don't dwell on that. You move on. Jesus says, the prince of this world came to me. That's it. If Satan doesn't find anything in your hand, forget it. He cannot come after you. He can only go behind you. He will never get you. Then we'll look at reason and army of people. And then I'll finish it with satanic operations in the last days. These satanic operations in the last days will, will take us into talking about the new Jerusalem. The life after death. What happens when we die? Where do we go when we die? What has Jesus gone to prepare for us who believe in him? And I want to say something to you. By the time we finish, we are ready to take over the United Kingdom. Amen. Hey, look at you over there. Did you say amen? amen. Look at someone's smile. Say amen to that person. Amen. You will take over the United Kingdom. Come on now. Amen. Don't you think how you are? You know, when I, when I was thinking of, you know, this church needs to go and buy the Honda place. Does that not look ambitious? I don't think it is, really. It's just to take the right thing. <laughs> Somebody will say, ah, Pastor, how can you think like that? Why can't I? Great things start from a thought in the mind of a person. It is what you do with that thought. You don't have to be an engineer to buy an engineering company. You only have to need to have the idea. Put it together. And I will tell you how much research I have done by next week. Two of us taking over that land. In, so, yeah. We have to create jobs there so that all those people who are going will have a job to do. Someone says it's not possible, you are going to be part of the possibility. Shall we rise up on our feet, please?